Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, listeners. Some popular methods of witnessing today are based on pressing people to make a decision for Christ. Often very lofty promises are given to the prospective convert. God will take away your sinful desires. Your addictions will be cured. All of the snares that entrapped you will be broken the moment you make that decision to follow Christ. Now, Answering the call of the gospel does change who you are at the very core of your being. The moment you repent of your sinful ways and entrust yourself to Christ, you do become a new person, a new creation. But Jesus didn't send his disciples out to make converts. He sent them out to make disciples that is, people who don't just experience an amazing one-time change in their lives, but people whose lives are characterized by a faithful journey down the path of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2 shows us that the life of wisdom, that is, the life of faith, is a journey along a path. It may begin at a single identifiable time in our lives, but The life of faith is not static. No, it's dynamic. It's not simply about getting on the right path. It's about getting on and staying on. It's about beginning correctly, continuing correctly, and ending correctly. Wisdom is about a lifetime of decisions, a lifetime of choices, a lifetime of persevering in the truth. This is an infallible guide to getting wisdom, living in wisdom, and receiving the fruits of that wisdom. So, how do we get wisdom? Well, the Apostle James puts it this way in James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. If you lack wisdom and you ask God for that wisdom... In faith, he will never say no to that request. The source of wisdom is God himself. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Those are the words of Proverbs 2, the verses 6 to 8. If you desire wisdom, you need to go to the source. And to get wisdom, you must receive. That is, you must treasure up. You must make your ear attentive. You must incline your heart. But we can't just be passive. We begin by receiving and treasuring up and listening and inclining our heart. But then we move on to calling out, crying out for insight to raising our voice, to pleading aloud for understanding, passionately and fervently bringing our requests to the Lord, making our needs known. Seek it like miners seek out silver and the wealth it brings. 
Search for it like a fortune hunter searching for hidden treasure. Hearing and listening, waiting on the Lord, leads to calling out to Him. And calling out to Him leads to a vigorous, energetic search. This is a call to action, a call to move forward, a call to seek, a call to search diligently. We cannot be apathetic. We can't sit back and relax. We need to continue to press on. We need to continually come to God to seek Him. That's how we'll get wisdom. Wisdom is knowing God. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Live in a right relationship with Him. Keep covenant with Him and His people. Live for His glory, and you will come to know Him, and He will give you wisdom. Learning wisdom, as someone has said, is like learning to ride a bike. You don't learn how to ride a bike by studying instructions on riding a bike. You learn how to ride a bike by picking it up, climbing on, and starting to pedal. You commit yourself to learning. You take risks. You put your skills to work. And before you know it, you'll be riding. That's how God gives us wisdom. Our faithful living is the means that the Lord uses to give us wisdom. But ultimately, it's not our effort that gives us wisdom. Our effort is the means that God uses, yes. But ultimately, I don't achieve wisdom. God gives it to me. It's all from Him. It's all for Him. Beginning, middle, and end. And the results of receiving wisdom, of growing in wisdom, will be clear. And that's the message of the second half of Proverbs chapter 2. In wisdom, you'll be able to withstand temptations. You will be given discretion. You will be given understanding. And you will be delivered from that evil way that can be so enticing. If you understand the fear of the Lord, and if you find the knowledge of God, He will deliver you. He will be a shield to you. He won't allow you to go down the path that leads to death and to ruin, the path that leads to the grave. He'll give you the ability to recognize the fake the minute you see it. Wisdom will allow you to see the danger that lies behind the call of the adulterous woman. That call can be rejected only by someone who has been given the wisdom of God. God's wisdom shows us that the house of the prostitute, the house of the pornographer, that of the promiscuous woman is in reality nothing more than a grave. It's filled with the corpses of those who haven't had the wisdom to stay away. The picture that Solomon paints in verses 16 to 18 is a graphic, vile portrayal of the danger of sexual sin. Oh, on the outside, it looks like a world of glamour and pleasure, with no regrets and no worries. But once you set foot inside the door, there's nothing there for you but a tomb that can swallow you up alive. But that picture of the forbidden woman, the adulteress, isn't just a picture of sexual sin or physical lust 
although for young men in particular that is probably the most destructive and alluring sin of all, it's a picture of those who break covenant. Covenant, that is God's relationship of promise and demand of his children. The way of wisdom is the way of covenant faithfulness. The way of wisdom means finding covenant community with God and his people, not with those who have rejected him. The way of wisdom means finding intimacy and pleasure with God and his people, not with that adulterous woman. And finally, following the way of wisdom, making not just that one single life-changing choice for Christ, but making those choices each and every day, not just answering that one single altar call, but answering that call with every decision you make, living a life of repentance, not just experiencing a moment of repentance. Seeking wisdom from the Lord, it leads to real, permanent blessings. The upright, that is, people of integrity, will receive not just physical blessings that come from the earth in this life, but eternal life. While you are being formed, while the path of your life is being shaped, you need to listen to this message. Not just hear it, but take it to heart. While you're one of the simple, one of those who is just starting out on the path of wisdom, this message is so important. Seek out a teacher of wisdom, one whose teaching is based on God's Word and nothing else. Look for wisdom in a living relationship with the Lord and with His people, not from the world and everything that world seems to offer. Receive the words of the Lord and of his servants. Treasure up the Lord's commandments. Make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. Call out for insight. Raise your voice for understanding. Seek wisdom like silver. Search for it as for hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. Then you will find the knowledge of God, and in the end, you will be one of the upright who will inhabit the land, one of those with integrity who will remain in it. Seeking wisdom means seeking Christ. Seeking wisdom means seeking the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Seeking wisdom means following the King. So, seek and you shall find. Amen, and thanks for listening today.